Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the J-Rod Money Podcast. I am, of course, J-Rod, and today I wanted to cover uh, a topic that is rarely discussed in the realm of Money Twitter and some other places that we've run across, uh, which is all of the financial advice that you never hear. So you hear all the time about just the regular money advice out there, build an emergency fund, spend less than you make, invest 20%, blah, 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 all that stuff. But but what else is there? So there's other topics that never get covered or just rarely get covered, but they're powerful pieces of money advice nonetheless. So I'm going to cover five simple but powerful pieces of money advice that you never hear enough of. And these five Simple pieces of advice are enough to help you in your investing journey and your money journey uh, to help you build massive amounts of wealth if you just stay consistent with these. So I hope that you're all having a great summer. I know that I am. Um, You know, my wife is a elementary school teacher and the kids are at home. She's at home. So we're really enjoying a lot of family time together. We're actually getting ready to go to the beach here in the next few weeks. We're going to go down to Panama City in Florida for a week. And we that's something that we always look forward to. And so uh, we, we go, I don't know, at least once a year, if not every other year. And we just really, really enjoy it. So part of our long-term goals one day is to own a home down there of some kind. I mean, you can get a pretty decent house down there for, you know, relatively cheap. I mean, not there's nothing down there that's just really cheap, but you can get a home that's, you know, within five, 10 miles of the beach for a decent price, and it's in a very safe little neighborhood. So that's part of our long-term money journey is to hopefully have a place down there. So that's that's just another reason why we invest, right? That's another reason why we uh, watch what we spend and we invest as much as possible while also living life at the same time because, you know, there's a lot of life to live in this investing journey. And, you know, part of that is uh, planning for the future. So that's just something I wanted to share with you all. So let's just go right into this. So five pieces of money advice that you don't hear often enough, but are powerful nonetheless. So the number one thing that to me doesn't get discussed enough is what exactly enough looks like. So you hear all of the talking heads say that, you know, you just need to invest as much as possible. You need to go work 800 side hustles and, you know, invest every dime that you make. And just, it's all about maximizing returns and, making as much money as possible and disappearing for six months and becoming great, blah, 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 all that mess. But you never hear about what does enough look like? So, and you know, there's this arbitrary number out there about you need $1 million, you need $5 million, but what exactly do you need? Because when you understand what enough looks like, it helps you understand how much you need and and breaking it down you understand how much you need at retirement and then therefore you will know how much you need to invest per month and then breaking it down even further how much you need to invest per week how much you need to invest per per day you you can break it down and then once you invest that amount each month you know that you're good and you can buy some other things so uh, 
it's so important to know what enough looks like so you can also live life at the same time. You know, I'm always talking about uh, investing enough and then living life at the same time. But it's impossible to live that life if you're just investing every dime that you make and living like a pauper the rest of the time because it's really not necessary. So what I've done is I've kind of made up a very basic scenario here just to illustrate the point of what enough looks like. So you've probably heard of the 4% rule. So let me just pull up here what the 4% rule is. So the 4% rule is a popular retirement withdrawal strategy that suggests retirees can safely withdraw the amount equal to 4% of their savings during the year they retire and then adjust for inflation each subsequent year for 30 years. So uh, there was a study done many years ago and the the people that came up with the 4% rule, that, that name escapes me at the moment, but basically there was many scenarios run, uh, many Monte Carlo simulations run and the, the 4% withdrawal rate was determined as the optimal percent to withdraw in retirement to never run out of money. So, and there's, you know, there's people that feel like they can go 5%. There's some people feel they can go 3%, but the, just the general rule of thumb and just having a place to start is starting with the 4% rule. So let's think about, you know, I like to talk about starting at 30 because most of my listeners here are in their 30s, their, you know, late 20s, early 30s. And, you know, I'm I'm in my 30s. I'm 35. So I like to talk to this group of people because it's just where I exist right now. So let's just say you are 30 years old and you're starting with nothing. I just released an episode uh, recently about what I would do if I started with if I was starting at zero and I was 30 years old, what I would do. So let's start there. So you're 30 years old. You've got zero dollars invested. And you have this number in your head that you need at least $60,000 in retirement, or maybe you just want $60,000 in retirement. Uh, how much do you need to invest in order to withdraw enough money uh, using the 4% rule to get $60,000? So that magic number just so happens to be $1,500,000 is what your nest egg should be at retirement in order to withdraw uh, $60,000 a year using the 4% rule and not running out of money. And by the way, that's inflation adjusted. So what does that look like uh, investing per month? So if you need 1 million, or I'm sorry, one, yeah, $1,500,000 uh, using an 8% uh, assumption for rate of return, which is, by the way, that's pretty conservative. Some people fight me on that, but that's a very conservative number. You need to invest at least $1,100 a month in order to get a resulting balance of around $1,549,000. So you may be thinking, you know, $1,100 a month, that's a lot of money. And it, it's true. It's a lot of money for me, for sure. But let's think about it. Let's break it down. So We've established that maxing out a Roth uh, currently right now with the $6,500 limit, that's $541 a month right there. So that's half of it there pretty much. That's your half your target there if you just max out your, uh, uh, your Roth. So then let's think about your 401k. So your 401k match, you're getting your 401k match, and you're also putting in your contributions 
and then maybe you're investing, you're budgeting, you're sticking to a budget, you're killing it at your job, you're making incrementally more money as you progress in your career, you're, you know, you're watching your expenses, and maybe you have enough money at the end of the month to retire or you to invest extra. So let's say you find at least another three or four hundred dollars a month out of just keeping a decently, you know, in check budget. You don't have to be super tight with it. So I would say that it was it's pretty reasonable to invest at least one thousand one hundred dollars in your thirties. Now if you're in your early 20s you're just starting off yeah that's that's not a lot of money or that's a lot of money to invest but the the thing about if you're in your early 20s or even younger than 20 your dollars go way way further just because you have more and more time to invest so um you also have less responsibilities that sort of thing but as you get into your 30s you're starting to find traction in your career uh you're starting to maybe get your footing with your finances, that sort of thing. You've maybe paid off some debt that you had early on in your uh, in your younger years. So in my opinion, and this is not going to be uh, applicable across everybody, that's for certain because everybody has different lives and everybody has certain situations. But I feel like that most people, if they keep their expenses in check and they're constantly working on increasing their income, $1,100 a month is certainly doable for most people in their 30s. I, I would think that many would uh, would not disagree with me on that. So that's the magic number. Uh, using an 8% rate of return, if you invest for 30 years, let's, you know, again, we're saying that we're starting in our 30s and you invest for 30 years, that, make, that puts you at 60 years old, your ending balance will be $1,549,405, which is exactly what we need uh, for $60,000 in retirement uh, using the 4% rule. Now, you may be wondering, well, J-Rod, how did you come up with $60,000? Well, you know, again, this is just a simple uh a simple situation here that I've come up with, but I mean, it really, if you think about your retirement, you need to kind of do some planning, you know, uh, thinking ahead because, you know, you can assume that in your, if you're at your retirement age, the kids are out of the house. So hopefully anyway, so you're not going to have those extra expenses with the kids. Uh, hopefully by then your home is paid off or you're getting close to having your home paid off. So your expenses for home uh, mortgage is probably gone. You can assume that most of your debt by that point is gone. You know, your credit card debts, your, or maybe you've uh, paid cash for cars up to that point. So I guess what I'm saying is by the time you get to your retirement age, you can assume that your expenses are going to be much less. So that 60000 can go a lot further. And this is certainly situational depending on where you live, your cost of living, that sort of thing. But just generally speaking, uh, your expenses should be a lot less in retirement. So whatever that number is, whether it's, you know, you want $50,000 a year, 60, 70, 80, whatever that number may be, just use the 4% rule to calculate what you need for retirement and then extrapolate that down into how much you would need to invest per month. Saying all that to say that is what enough looks like. So once you've achieved that investment amount per month, then you can go and live the life that you enjoy. That, that's the whole idea. So 
that's what enough looks like, at least in my eyes. Okay, so number two, what's the next piece of advice that not many people talk about? So to me, it's understanding lifestyle creep. So, you know, there's a reason why they call it lifestyle creep is because it creeps up on you. So let me, I'm just going to Google real quick lifestyle creep just to see what it says. All right, so according to U.S. News and World Report, lifestyle creep happens when an increase in income leads to an increase in spending on living expenses and non-essential expenses. In other words, things that once were luxuries when a consumer had lower income becomes perceived necessities as they make more. And this is certainly something that you can fall prey to as you progress in your career, you know, as you get older. Um, you start to feel that need to not necessarily flex on your neighbors and that kind of thing, but you kind of get this idea that I uh, finally made it and I deserve, I deserve the new car, I deserve the new house, I deserve to take that vacation, that sort of thing. And it's only lifestyle creep if it's unintended. I want to be very clear about this because if it's planned lifestyle creep, then that's not lifestyle creep in my opinion. So what is what does a planned lifestyle creep look like? So this all goes back to keeping a budget and at least having some kind of idea of what your spending and your income looks like. Because if you have an idea of what your spending is, you know your income is increasing and you also understand what enough looks like, like we just discussed, and you're you're achieving those investing targets. Then in the, then buying other things that you enjoy, which just so happens to be at a higher dollar amount, that in my opinion is a planned lifestyle creep. So it's not necessarily a bad thing as long as you are achieving your investing goals. You're hitting those targets to make sure that you're going to have enough in retirement and then go and live life. But if you don't have the idea of what it is to be uh, investing enough and you're just arbitrarily throwing this amount of money in just to make you feel better and then you go off and spend more and more and more, then that is by definition lifestyle creep, which eats away at our investing potential. So that's definitely a no-go. So it follows after one thing. When you start making more money and then you have this idea that you deserve and you really don't know what you're doing as far as you're spending, you're just going all willy-nilly. So to fight this, as I've already said, create a budget and auto-invest your extra earnings. You can uh, set up incremental increases in your 401k you can set up incremental increases within your, you know, your Roth IRAs, uh, your auto investments and your auto investment contributions, those sort of things. Uh, start the fight early and get ahead of it. And at least it's because, see, guys, the, the point here is just to pay attention. And, and believe me, it's extremely difficult to get distracted in your 30s because right now we got the two kids you know, going through the grind of going to the going to work, keeping up with the kids, making sure, you know, everything's still good with the, the marriage, with my wife trying to keep things in check there, spending time with family, 
you know, making sure that we at least acknowledge that our friends still exist, that sort of thing. So as life goes on, you get into this routine. Uh, it's extremely easy for lifestyle creep to creep up. But by just taking, you know, 15, 20 minutes a month to keep a budget and making sure that you're not spending more than you make, and making sure that you're hitting those investment targets and then spending the rest later ensures that you don't fall victim to lifestyle creep. Super important. All right, so number three, what's the third piece of advice that you don't hear enough of? So to me, it's do what you read. So what do I mean by that? So, you know, within Money Twitter, you see all the book threads about you know, all of the, the best money books to read, to learn more. And I'm a big fan of reading. Don't get me wrong. Um, one of my favorite books out there is The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. To me, that was the turning point for me with my investing journey. Uh, one of the best investing books out there, in my opinion. Go read that book. Uh, go read The Ton Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Go read... Uh, uh, let's see, Ramit Sethi's book, uh, my, my brain's not working right now, but uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Go read Ramit's book. Go read Morgan Housel's book. Go read all those books. But just reading the book is not going to move the needle. You have to actually do what the book says. You know, I feel like sometimes that we get this... Uh, this high of uh, this sense of accomplishment by reading a book, you know, we're doing good, we're, we're better than the average person, we're actually reading, we're not, you know, sitting down and uh, watching TV or playing video games, that sort of thing. We kind of have that, you know, our chest pokes out because we actually read, you know, but, but what's the point of reading if you're not going to implement what you've learned in your life? So th this is a simple step, but it's, it's something that that I feel like needs to be said. So after you read Simple Path to Wealth, actually implement it. Once you read Total Money Maker, bake over, go and pay off the debt. Go and actually do those things and implement it. Uh, because that's what, to me, the point of reading is to actually do. So just, I just wanted to touch on that. Uh, number four, patience is profitable. Patience is profitable. So... As we go along in our investing journey, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, there is no such thing as fast wealth. And for anybody that says that you can get rich quick, uh, get ready to get sold on a course because that's likely what's coming. So when you're investing for the long term, like what I believe in, investing in index funds, very simple investments, and then uh, keeping a budget and living uh, life at the same time, it's a year-long game. This is multiple decades we're talking about here. So patience is profitable. The market has been crazy here lately. As we all know, the urge to sell hasn't been this high in a very long time. But stay the course. These are the moments that you can look back and be proud that you held or be regretful that you sold. So I guess what I'm saying here is once you invest, log off and walk away. Don't feel like you have to watch your investments all the time because that's certainly not going to help you uh, because, you know, we, we're all humans. We have uh, natural human tendencies to want to babysit our investments or we feel like that we're taking on a bunch of unnecessary risk by being in the market, that sort of thing. Uh, 
So just be patient, trust the process, log off your investment account. Do not check it every day. I've, I've fell victim to this before. You know, I'll, I'll log in and just see what's going on, but it's, it's really not going to help. Uh, logging in more is not going to make your returns increase. So just stay patient and trust the process. All right. So and then number five, something else that doesn't get talked about enough is insure yourself. So as I've said before, insurance is not sexy, but it is a great part of an overall financial plan. Everyone's situation is different, but when it comes to life insurance, a simple term life policy is enough for most people. Don't overlook this. And please do not fall victim to the whole life insurance stuff. Um, there's people out there that are insurance agents. I've got friends that are insurance agents, and they certainly don't mean any harm, but because it's just the way that they were trained to sell. But guys, you more than likely do not need a whole life insurance policy. Uh, there's certainly people out there that can benefit from a whole life policy. Uh, there's certain uh, strategies that you can use, especially for super, super high net worth people. But likely, if you're listening to this podcast or if you're like 99% of people out there, you do not, you likely do not need a whole life policy. So it's often sold as a way to have insurance, but also building uh, investments at the same time through the uh, the uh, cash value portion of the whole life policy. But listen, guys, it's it's way more expensive compared to term, and you can do better. Trust me. So instead of paying more for a whole life policy just get a term okay just get a term life policy and invest the difference but the key there is actually investing the difference if you're not going to invest the difference then i mean you definitely still get insurance because even if you're not investing you got to have life insurance but in order to maximize your full potential get the term life insurance and then invest the difference invest the difference that you would be paying for those premiums in whole life. So I'll talk about that one day, the difference between term life and whole life insurance on a separate episode, but I just wanted to touch on that because, again, that's something to me that doesn't get talked about enough, and so just wanted to touch on that today. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you got value out of this, and so just, hey, just keep up, keep it up. You're, you're doing a great job. I, I don't know you personally. You've probably followed me for a while, but I like to be very optimistic. I like to be encouraging. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're following me, you're likely in a situation where you're trying to better yourself. You're trying to uh, better your money situation. You're trying to get things going with your spouse about getting on the same page. You're trying to pay off debt. You're trying to invest more, whatever the case may be. Just know that you're doing a great job. Give yourself some credit, give yourself a pat on the back, and know that you're in, a, you're in a better place right now than you was when you started, even if it was just yesterday, by just listening to this podcast, by just listening to that one YouTube video, just by starting investing, you're in a better place than you were yesterday, and it's only going to get better, trust me. Um, whatever you're going through, just know that as long as you stay consistent 
and you don't quit, you will be in a better place financially. So just keep up the great work and know that you're doing a good job. And if you need anybody to lean on during your journey, whatever that may be, uh, you can always reach out to me. Send me an email, jrodbudgets at gmail.com, or you can send me a DM on Twitter. I'm always uh, looking to help people. I'm just trying to pay it forward because, you know, this kind of stuff is what helped me podcasts and all the different financial content creators out there. I've really learned a lot from them and I'm just trying to pay it forward guys. That's really all this is all about. So thanks for listening. I hope you're having a great summer and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.